Welcome to podcast number two of The Unfathomable. And I'm going to continue on the theme of the pathless path on love and loss, grief and renewal, spirit and sorrow. I'm going to tell you a secret. And it's a secret that a lot of people have and that I share this with that I talk to my mom and I feel like she talks back to me through my heart or thoughts in my head and I'm not alone in this a lot of people have this do this create this continue the relationship and believe that maybe the form changed because my mom's not here in the physical but that the relationship continues on and expands and even can deepen. And for those people that were perhaps at odds with the person that went on, that there can be greater understanding and healing even after they've left the body. But that's a subject for another podcast of The Unfathomable. So shortly after my mom left the body, I was sitting here one day and I was um, upset. (laughs) And I was lying down, and I suddenly felt her here very strongly. And these were the words I heard. I am here. The more you connect with us here, the more you connect with us here, in the spiritual present tense now, the less that will matter there. We didn't leave you. We didn't leave you. This is eternal. There is much we want to show you about the worlds and how they interface. I want you to write everything down that I tell you. And after I heard that, I I wrote it down very quickly and I fell into a very deep peace. And, And moments later, it was short a short time and a long time, all encapsulated in a few moments, uh, the doorbell rang. Someone was coming to visit me. And she walked in and she said, I feel such peace here. There's great peace here. And I told her what happened and I, I knew my mom had been there. I knew I was feeling my mom's peace. She was sharing it with me and telling me that everything was okay. But to connect in the here, in the spiritual present tense now, and the less that would matter there. There meaning my bad memories, the haunting memories that I had of her passing. Or maybe there, even this world. That this world and the grip on it would be less as I connected to them in the eternal. So a little while later, continuing on with this theme of the pathless path and how it came, or the words were coined, I was having another conversation with my mother. And I will get to more about how this relates to grief and those of us who grieve and and have a hard time finding our way here without our person. In any event, I was writing as I do, 
I've been a writer since I was a very young little girl and I've taught writing and journal writing for decades. So I was writing and I heard again, the more you can relax in the spiritual present tense now, the more you can hear my voice. Relaxation may mean letting go, letting down, screaming, crying, vocalizing, singing, herbal support, talking with or to or at me, laying down with your hands on your heart and resting deeply. Not your forte after all these years, resting deeply and hearing my words, merging the physical, spiritual heart that are already merged. Now we are in a flow and this is helping you rest, melt and rest and bringing me and us together into the spiritual present tense now. I told you I will be with you every step of the way. And then this becomes a dialogue and I say, and I say, oh my heart, my heart. And she says, your tears are good, your tears are beautiful. One day you will understand, or not. Your heart will know I did not go. I am here right by your side. I never left, nor did you. There is no place to go. We left the room, but we did not leave. And I say, Mom, how can that be? And she says, put your hands on your chest and again rest. This is a deeply transformative time as I lift you into the sublime. Breathe deeply, sigh deeply. And I say, I do. And I say, I like hearing your words, your comfort and what to do, because there's no path for me now. I'm on the pathless path. And she laughs. <laughs> she laughs and she says, you have always been. There is no path from here to here, from there to here, from here to there, from here to here. How can there be when we are always here? There is no path for you, only to realize that from here to here is already here. Like channels, not radio channels even, but like on a dial, like layers of interfaces and different colors on the dial, stacked one onto each other. We don't turn away. We live not on parallel lives. We are literally one onto another. Like what you see now, the circle colors one on top of the other, transparent. There is no path for you. And that's scary for you in this world that wants and demands and exposes its ways by demanding the path. There's no path for you. The pathless path. We're working with you now. I am working with you now. I will and I'm definitely helping you right now. And you continue to help me. And I say, how? And she says, by breathing on this earth, I get to see and witness a new birth that brings joy to the colors of my day, which is your day, the world's day. The world is a blink of the eye, and there are many souls on it who suffer. Your turn of the tides and sweet love for me and for yourself 
will serve and help and serve the multitudes. And the colors and interfaces of shapes, one on the other, will rise and rise and rise, ascending to the pathless path. And I say, okay, Mom. Okay. And she says, remember, I'm right here. I will always be your mom. I am your mom and more. That conversation I had with my mom was within a month or so of her passing. So, you see, I was brought up with this unusual mom and dad. And I think they sensed somehow that I was on this pathless path and supported it even in many ways. But it didn't start with me. They were peace activists. And one of my earliest memories is marching in Washington at the age of five. And then uh, my mother was a very great actress. And she left it before I was born, worked with my father, and then she started teaching yoga in the early mid-1960s before people knew what yoga was in this country. We had a meditation room in our home where she meditated an hour a day. And this is my formative years. My mom taught close to 50 years and was one of the greatest yoga teachers I ever knew. And I taught too. And she studied, and there's a great library here that I have of her books, and all her tapes, and all her notes. And she changed even how she taught. She was one teacher, and then she evolved into a being a different kind of teacher. And it was fascinating to watch and be a part of that. So in podcast one, I mentioned not feeling like I was part of this world. And I suppose that's from my formative years because I was a child of peace in time of war because I wanted to live in a world without boundaries and borders because I thought healthcare is a human need and a human right and education is a human need and a human right and I wanted a world where Everybody had all the tools they needed for their creativity, free of charge. And I wanted to live in a world without money and where the differences in people were appreciated and celebrated. And I had a great tolerance for the suffering that people were in. As the companioning philosophy of Dr. Wolfelt says to I was able to stay with them in their wilderness without having to feel like I was the person to find their way out. I could sit with them and be with them in that space and create spaciousness for them by a presence, a sacred, sacred space it is to be with someone in their grief and suffering. But the world is often not like that. Uh, even today, I want to go back to the 70s sometimes and be without cell phones and <laughs> technology, be in the quiet again. But the world is not like that today.
and people are always rushing and wanting you to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and finish the story and get on to their next appointment. I always think we're rushing, 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 like rushing what, to the grave? Why are we rushing? <laughs> it's funny. And as a child, I remember my brother turning to me and saying, oh, you're just an idealistic child in a technological society. And my mother turned to him and said, don't ever say that to her. Let her keep her ideals. Let her keep her ideals. She stood up for me and my ideals and my dreams. Keep your ideals, I say to people. Keep them. Like my mother said to me. So in podcast one, when I said this world was foreign to me, it's always been foreign to me. I would turn to my mother and say, this is not my world. This is not my home. And I would joke with her that it was me and her against the world. Of course, there is no against the world. But I felt that my mother was my tribe and my partner and my soulmate and my best friend and the one who understood me and supported me and was my cheerleader and I hers like no other in this world. So yes, this world felt and feels foreign to me and is not my true home. There's that great saying that says, be in the world, but not of it. And when your loved one leaves this world physically, and maybe they are still here spiritually, but when they leave physically, you feel very alone and lonely, and you don't want to be here. And when you say to somebody, I don't want to be here, they get scared. They think, oh my God, what does she mean? Is she going to lie down and go to sleep? Is she going to take her own life? No. That's not what it means. Not for me, not for many people. I don't have a suicidal bone in my body. But I don't want to be here. And I miss my mother. And I pretend. And there's a lot of us like that. And we can say that to each other because we get it. We get the place in our heart that hurts and misses and feels alone and lonely because the person we saw the world the same with, who appreciated the beauty like no one else did, who saw things that we didn't even see. My mother, who was the most observant person in the world I ever knew and still know to this day. When that goes away physically, when you don't know who to turn to, when there's no one to come home to or go out with or call or check in with, yeah, sometimes you don't want to be here. You want to be with them. And it's a part of grief. And it's a part that needs to be spoken to and given voice. It's better to give it voice and to keep it tucked in one's own heart. But the grieving can't say this to the greater world because they don't get it. Many people don't understand that. And they want you to get better, move on, adapt, pro progress, progress. <laughs> oh, you're making progress, they say, right? No, I don't move on. 
I don't move on from my mother or father or my best friends who've all passed. I move on with. Before my dad passed, when he was very ill, I said to him, please stay with me. Please see me in all the great moments of my life. Witness me. Come and be with me in the joys and the sorrows as I progress through this earthly world. We move on with our loved ones. Not everybody. Like I said, there are some people whose, whose loved one was outside of themselves, and they kind of move on. And then there's those of us who move on with. They are alive for us in a certain sense, and for them not to be would kill us. I am here on this earth because of my mother's love and my father's love. I am here on this earth because love holds me here. Love holds me here. Love holds me. Love holds me. Amidst mowed green grass beneath my feet, amidst the children's play, love holds me. Amidst the duck and her duckling sitting in the shade, love holds me. Amidst the breeze listening to orchestral music sing in watery waves, love holds me. Amidst the ant crawling across this page, love holds me. The only thing that keeps me on this planet now is because love holds me. Love holds me. I don't know what that means amidst sorrow and pain, but trust that the only thing keeping me here is that love holds me. And when I leave this earth, this next minute, or in decades to come, it will then also be because love holds me. Even as I walk this pathless path, I find companions on it, colleagues, fellow travelers, traveling with me for a few steps or a few miles or a few years. And we recognize that love holds us. Even as we may feel obliterated that that greatest love, who is still our greatest love, is gone from the earth Maybe it is their love that holds us as we walk the pathless path. And wherever you are or whatever you're going through, may you know that love, love holds you. Love holds you. Love holds you. You have been listening to The Unfathomable Podcast with Elizabeth Wells. If you'd like to learn more about me or my work, please visit my website, www.elizabethwells.com. That's Elizabeth with a Z, and Wells is spelled W-E-L-L-E-S, elizabethwells.com. I invite you to sign up for my newsletter, or contact me through my website on the contact page. Thank you for listening today.
Thank you.